Hello, everyone. Welcome to Enjoy the Book of Life. Today on Tips and Tricks, we're going to talk about reading plans and spending our time reading in the Word of God. Now, if you haven't had a chance to go check out www.enjoythebookoflife.com, on uh, the website, there's a whole section about the podcast. You can go listen to our past episodes. Uh, I update that each week. But then there are other sections as well. So there's a whole section just on uh, your own personal time in the Word, where we talk about uh, what we're, we'll talk about today with reading the Bible, with personal Bible study. And interspersed through there are uh, some of the uh, episodes that we've talked about that I've placed into where they fit in that conversation. But then uh, there's also sections on leading Bible studies, and maybe we'll have more specific uh, episodes on that as well. But today, I'd like to just focus in on our time reading. We've talked a lot about Bible study, different things we can find in Bible study, different strategies with Bible study. But today, I want to talk about our time just reading the Word of God. And I think this is an important distinction we need to make. Uh, sometimes when we go to the, the Word, some of us are more uh, predisposed to Bible study. I, I want to read it. I want to, I, I've got all these questions. I want to figure it out. I want to make all these connections. I want to understand everything that I'm reading. And I, I think Bible reading is a little bit different than that. Being able to spend time uh, going through uh, reading larger chunks instead of always finding the little details, uh, being able to spend time uh, spanning whole books and getting that big, broad picture uh, of the Word of God is, is very helpful. So we're going to talk about some strategies and then we're going to talk about some helpful tips, and then finally some barriers that we need to avoid with our Bible reading time. So one of the first uh, Bible reading plans that's very popular is reading through the Bible. So you start in Genesis, and you go all the way to Revelation. This is, uh, I think, uh, a nice easy way to stay organized, to stay structured. If if you've tried in your Bible reading and sometimes dropped off because, you know, you said, well, I don't know what to read today. This might be a good plan for you because you just keep flipping the pages. You start at the front page and you read until you get to the back page and then you can start again. Uh, I think this is uh, a good way to stay organized. Some challenges with this is sometimes in certain sections, it can feel quite repetitive. Uh, it can sometimes be challenging in certain sections. When you uh, just finish Isaiah, which is a very long book, and then you start Jeremiah, which is an even longer book, sometimes this can be a deterrent and, and people will, will fall off. Um, or if you're, well, even you're reading the Psalms, some of these, a lot of tiny Psalms, they're very quick to change. And if you're reading multiple, it, it can almost feel like whiplash where you're reading this psalm and then you immediately start reading the next psalm and then immediately the next psalm. And they're very different in tone, very different in, in what's being emphasized. That can be a struggle with this method as well. If you're reading multiple chapters, 
uh, through some of these books. But I, I think the genesis to Revelation, a real big strength of this is you always know what's next. You keep one bookmark and you start at the beginning, you read till uh, you get to the end. Another method uh, is the checklist method. So uh, you get yourself a list of all the books of the Bible. Uh, and then as whenever you read one, you check that one off. And then you go to you get to choose where am I going to go next? So if you just spent your time in a long prophet book like Isaiah, you're probably not going to go to the to Jeremiah next. Uh, or once you finish the long book of Genesis, maybe you'll go to a smaller New Testament book just for a change of view. Now, this can uh, also be a little challenging in that you're you're moving drastically all around. And so it doesn't always give you that same nice comprehensive look from, uh, you know, with a timeline where Genesis ends, Exodus picks up, where Exodus ends, Leviticus picks up. And so it, it's not as linear uh, as the Genesis to Revelation. Um here, it, really, you have to keep track. That's the challenge, right? You need to make sure you've got that little checklist. You keep track of where you're going uh, from one to the next. Another reading through the Bible plan that you can have is the chronological method. And you can find this uh, in, there are lots of reading plans. I know Blue Letter Bible has a chronological reading plan that's available, uh, the link's available on the Enjoy the Book of Life website. And here, the, it's not in necessarily the same order. It's close, but not necessarily the same order as reading through the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, because our Bible is grouped by literature genre. So all the poetry books are put together, and all the prophetic books are put together, all the history books are put together. And so wherever the prophets fit within the history, it, it, it moves those. Or wherever some poetry sections, we were talking about this with uh, the reading through the Bible, and you're reading multiple psalms, well, wherever those psalms fit historically, those would be inserted throughout. And so it looks at uh, from the earliest chronologically all the way to the latest chronologically. So you're still uh, going essentially Genesis to Revelation, but it rearranges the sections so that uh, it, it gives you more of that linear timeline of your path through the Bible. So that would be my first uh, big break or first big section, uh, rather, is looking at through the Bible reading. The next section is what I might call focused reading. And this is uh, the first example of this would be like the daily Proverbs. I know lots of people who enjoy, you know, there are 31 Proverbs. And so no matter how long your month is, there's a proverb for each day of the month. And so they use this uh, not as their only reading, Bible reading, but as a supplement to their Bible reading. Every single day, they would add in their proverb for the day. So if today is, you know, April the 1st, then you would read proverb number one. If today is May the thirty or May, May the twenty fifth, you'd read the twenty fifth proverb. 
So this is something, uh, it's, it's a great addition to any Bible reading. It's very practical. It reminds you of day-to-day of -day principles taught to us in the Word of God and can be very helpful. Uh, the next focused reading strategy that I would recommend is what I call the assortment. And this is where you actually have multiple bookmarks through the Bible. It's kind of like the checklist method but you're reading at multiple places. And I've known many people who do this, and the amount of bookmarks varies. Some people might have three places they're reading. They've got one in Old Testament history, one in poetry and prophets, and one in the New Testament. And so they'll read in this book, or they'll read in you know a different book. And they've got essentially three options, or they might spend a while in uh, one, and and then a few days later, they'll pick up with the poetry, and then a few days later, go to the New Testament, or they'll read a chapter in each, uh, something like that. I've known people who have five, six bookmarks. And so here, you've got a lot of choice. And if, if that's something that you struggle with already, where you're like, I, I mean, I already struggle with where am I going to read? And then now I've got all these bookmarks to read from. This is probably not a good method for you. But if instead you're more aware as you're reading through a longer book like Isaiah uh, or Jeremiah, where you're saying, you know, I get bogged down and I just stop reading altogether, this might be a good method for you where you can kind of pause in, in your reading of Isaiah and shoot over to Galatians where you've got your New Testament bookmark. Once you're done with that book of Galatians, come back and finish Isaiah. And so having this assortment of reading is similar to the checklist method, but with multiple of the books going on simultaneously. Then uh, what I might call the authentic plan, and this is, uh, the name might be a little misleading. It was the best I could come up with for this, but it was a challenge that uh, was given to me once was uh, to read the books of the Bible as they were intended to be read. So, for example, if you come to a, a letter, uh, one of the epistles, like Romans or Galatians, uh, you probably, when you receive a letter, you sit and you read it in a single sitting. Uh, you wouldn't just read a chapter or you write a, the first, the introduction, and then put it down and the next day read the next section. But you'd sit and actually read it through, and it doesn't take that much time to sit and read the book of Ephesians or 2 Thessalonians or even the longer epistles like uh, 1 Corinthians. So to sit and say, what was, what was this like to sit down and read this entire chapter? Another example would be the Psalms. Uh, throughout the Psalms, there's the little word Selah, and, and this was uh, intended for a pause, to stop and to contemplate. And instead of just keep reading through, read it as it was intended to be uh, read and give that pause. Think back on the verses. Why did it ask me to pause and to think, to meditate on this here and not the verse before, right? Well, why here and, and to meditate on it? And so um, the same when it comes to uh, narrative, uh, instead of reading just at the chapter divisions, reading until the story's over, right? Even if that story goes on for several chapters. Now, 
This can again be a little um, difficult in that it's not always clear where the story starts and ends, right? As you read through the book of Mark, it's always, it seems like it's one continuous story. And then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. And it's it's sometimes hard to find those uh, divisions, but finding those and then trying to read it as it is intended. I, I think it's a good challenge. And if you're looking for so, uh, a new way to to try your Bible reading, uh, the authentic plan might be a, a good one for you. Um, some tips and suggestions as talking, you know, just on Bible reading. Uh, we've done a lot of tips and tricks for Bible study, but I think the first one is the same, pray. Uh, it, it's the Holy Spirit that is our teacher. He's the one working in our hearts. Um, you know, it's a supernatural thing when the Word of God uh, renews our mind and we're transformed, right? This is a, this is a supernatural spiritual transformation that takes place, uh, as it says in uh, Romans 12. And so we need to be dependent on the Spirit. I think this is also a good time for us to come to the Lord and to see, is there any unconfessed sin in my life before my Bible reading, uh, during my Bible reading? Uh, you know, sometimes I'm not aware of something. As I'm reading, the Word of God convicts me, and I need to, just like the laver, let that water wash over me, right? The water of the Word, letting it wash over me, and not be like the man who looks in the mirror and sees the dirt all over my face and walks away uh, without having washed. But as I'm standing there at the basin, at the laver, reading through the Word of God, letting it cleanse me. So uh, same tip with, with Bible study, with um, Bible reading. We need to view this as uh, a spiritual supernatural uh, word of God that has real impact on my heart and my mind and um, my life. Um, I think another good tip is choose your physical location wisely. Uh, if you find too comfy of a spot, it, it may not go very well. Uh, sitting up straight, sitting at a table, kitchen table, a desk, Again, not finding the couch or the lazy boy. I, th I think uh, these sorts of things are deterrents. Uh, when your body relaxes, your mind tends to relax as well. And so, uh, especially if it's first thing in the morning, if you're a bit groggy in the morning or if it's last thing before you go to bed, uh, you don't do it in your bed. Um, that's when you start falling asleep with the Bible you know, on your chest. Um Help yourself out with some uh, memory techniques as you're reading. Uh, you know, sometimes you make it halfway through the day and say, wait, what did I read this morning? You can't remember. And then you start the next day and it's like, wait, what happened? Who is this? What's going on? And so I think uh, helping ourselves uh, with these memory strategies, it is interesting. I, I find it fascinating. The things I remember so effortlessly, other people struggle to remember. Things that I can't remember for the life of me, other people are like, you know, this is easy. It just picks it up. I think there are lots of different ways uh, our memories work. And so finding what works well for you, for example, 
when I'm listening to uh, the audio Bible, uh, when I'm driving in my car, it, I can remember that so, so well. It's so much easier for me when I'm listening to an audio uh, re uh, reading of the of the scriptures. Um, one thing that I think is helpful is after you're done reading, draw a sketch, uh, do a little illustration of what it was you you drew. And I think this is a good summarizing technique. Uh, talked about this in the Bible study method as well. It really forces you to think, what did I just read? Because you can't draw something you you don't comprehend. And so it forces you to first comprehend what it is you read before you sketch it. The, the important thing is not how artistic your sketch is. The important thing is the thinking that goes into your sketch. Um, uh, writing a short summary. Uh, this is one of the things I do um, each day after my reading. I have a Google Doc and I write a short little paragraph. Sometimes it's just a sentence or two. Sometimes it's, you know, a paragraph or two, um, a couple paragraphs where it's, it's about the thoughts that came to my mind, uh, questions that I had, connections that I made. This is also one of the areas that we're sidetracking a little off into meditation here. But uh, it, it, writing it down is a good check for me because um, I think it's important to have worshipful thoughts as you go through the Word of God. And so uh, I go back and I read over my previous days. And if if I'm lacking in that, right, I, I tend towards the analytical. I, I want to figure this out. I want to comprehend. I want to ask questions. But I think it's good to stop and say, what does this teach me about God? What am I thankful for? What can I praise him about? How How is he revealed to me? And so when I read back over a few days, if that's lacking, uh, if that's something that I'm missing, then it's something I search for and I re-review those sections and I say, where is this worshipful thought? It's one of the things uh, I use in preparation uh, for the Lord's Supper as well. So writing it down, summarizing it, and then I can review it. The same with, with the pictures. You can go back, you can review that after each time, and it doesn't take that, that much time to do as well. Uh, the next tip, do it every day. Uh, this is important. We, we can't go without it. Uh, going without reading your Bible is like going without eating for a day. Um, it's something that we need to do, something that we need to, um, for our own strength, it's, it's the fuel we run on. And so we need to spend the time. It's a non-negotiable. If you're climbing into bed and the Holy Spirit prompts that, hey, you didn't read today, uh, you know, pull the covers off. Don't do it in bed. Get up. Go sit at the kitchen table. Read um, and, and enjoy that uh, time in the Word of God before you go to bed. Um, another uh, tip is to read for thoughts and not completion. So this is something that revolutionized my time reading in the Word of God. I was just talking about these different reading plans, how you can, uh, you know, read this section and, and, you know, go through the Bible this way or go through it that way. And one of the things I used to do is read by chapters. I'm going to read this many chapters. And I found it was very much like a checklist. 
Uh, I read my three chapters, check. Um, and, and that's when I found myself very regularly, my eyes wouldn't be moving across the page. Uh, they'd be seeing words, but I don't think I was really reading the words, especially first thing in the morning. I'm a little groggy. And so my eyes were moving, but I wasn't really registering. And when I made the switch from trying to just complete the project to uh, looking for thoughts and saying, what does the Lord have for me here? And starting my prayer like that, Lord, I, I want to know what you have for me. Teach me, show me, convict me, uh, renew my mind, wash me in this word, and then opening the word and looking for that. And then when you find it, write that down. And so I would read, sometimes I'd read half a verse and it was like, that. that's all it was. That's all that the Lord was, you know, what he wanted to teach me today. Sometimes I'd read for chapters and then I would see, you know, what, what I thought the Lord had for me that day. So uh, going into it again with prayer, but uh, as you're reading, looking for those thoughts, those the the thing that the Lord has for you. So it really changed uh, my reading, um, my whole the the success of it, the uh, the enjoyability of it. It was a real big uh, help for me personally. And then uh, lastly is share what you learn with others. Uh, being able, maybe having a text group uh, or sending it out or meeting up with someone and say, you know, saying, hey, I've been reading through this book this week and the, these are some of the things. And uh, again, if I, I like writing on a Google Doc because I can access that on my phone if I'm meeting with someone and I'll say, hey, I had this question and I'll scroll through and it was, you know, on Tuesday, here was my question. And I'll I'll read it to them and we'll discuss it. Or, hey, I had this great thought, this this worshipful thought, and I'll be able to share that with others and and uh, let the blessing that the Lord has given you impact others as well. So I think those are some uh, helpful tips, things that have helped me. If, if you have some helpful tips, leave some in the comments. I'd love to hear some more, uh, maybe add them on to the website uh, to help enrich other people in their time in the Word of God as well. Now, I've got a few barriers, things that need to be avoided when it comes uh, to reading the Bible. Uh, number one, beware the distractions. If you can't handle the, the temptation of the cell phone, don't read on your Bible app, right? Because the Bible app is right next to the Facebook app or the Instagram app or the YouTube app or whatever it is. That's the temptation. And so uh, the flesh is always with us. He, uh, he hates, the, 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 our flesh hates the word of God because uh, he's, the flesh is completely opposed to the things of the spirit. And so we know anytime I go to God in prayer, anytime I'm going to be reading the scriptures, the flesh is going to be battling against us. And so we don't need to make it any harder on ourselves by allowing those temptations, by anything that I know is going to draw me away, tempt me away. Uh, I need to just remove that out of the equation so that that isn't even uh, a component that I need to struggle with. Uh, the next is beware the excuses. 
anything that pulls you away from the word of God is not of God, right? Uh, the Lord, he wants us to spend time in his word, getting to know him, growing up in him uh, because of, of the word of God. And so anything that pulls us away, any excuse that's there, uh, that's not good for us. And so we need to be aware. The Bible is necessary. Anytime there's a, an illustration of the word of God, it's always necessary. It's the sword for the soldier. It's the hammer for the builder. It's the seed for the sower. Anytime you imagine those things without the word of God, if you imagine a farmer and he has no seed, or you imagine a soldier and he has no sword, or a builder and he has no hammer, it's ridiculous. It's So for the Christian, the, the idea is that it's absolutely necessary. And so we have to Beware those excuses that uh, pop up and, and lead us away from the word of God. And then I think a more subtle rendition, and this is our last beware, our last barrier to avoid. And this is a subtle one. And this is the one that I think gets me the most, something I have to watch out for, is the in a minute, right? Because it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long to read, to write my little summary. I'll, uh, you know, let me check my emails, make sure, you know, organize my day, and then I'll I'll read and write my summary. Right? Well, oh, now I'm a little late for work, right? I'll, I'll do it once I get to work, right? Oh, and, and now I got this to do. Oh, I'll, I'll do it in a minute. And then you're climbing into bed at the end of the day, and you say, well, I'll do it when I wake up, first thing. And so we have to beware. It's not that huge excuse that pulls us away. It's saying, yeah, you can do it just in a minute, right? In a minute. And so we, I think that's something we need to be aware of. Uh, find a time, do it at that time, do it every day. Uh, it's necessary. It's needful. It's it's important. Uh, it's it's what sustains us and and helps us through the Christian life. So I hope you found this helpful looking at all these different plans and these little tips and tricks that have been so beneficial to me. Please remember, leave a comment uh, with some of the things that have been helpful for you and uh, watch out for those barriers. And until next time, continue to enjoy the book of life. 